0: What's up, everyone? We are live with episode four of Pause for Popcorn. Uh, Pause for Popcorn is a weekly TV and movie podcast that airs every Tuesday uh, at 5.30 Pacific, 8.30 Eastern Time, live on YouTube, uh, except for the Tuesdays when it doesn't air, like twice last month. Um, I'm I'm trying to make this a a regular thing. If you miss the live show, uh, it's archived on our channel. Uh, It also goes up on SoundCloud and iTunes the following day in audio format, so make sure you subscribe to all that stuff, and you won't miss any of this amazing content. Uh, if this is your first time listening, this isn't a news podcast. Uh, we basically pick one or two topics a week and just talk about them with our rotating panel of guests, uh, keep things fresh. So this week that happens to be two reviews. We're going to talk about, uh, Alien Covenant, uh, AKA Prometheus 2, AKA, uh, Michael Fassbender Origins. And, uh, we're going to talk about Wonder Woman, the latest release in the critically acclaimed DC Extended Universe.
1: Um...
0: <laughs> So, with that, yeah, with that, uh, let's get to uh, introducing our guests here. Uh, we got Samuel. You've got Sam or Samuel? Samuel? Sam,
1: Samuel. Either one's fine. The
0: less syllables, the better. Uh, we got Sam and Chris here. What's up, guys? How's it going?
1: Hey, how's it going? Good. Pretty good.
0: Uh, and going that, pretty well. Is that Jay that just popped in in the, in the nick of time? Yeah, that's me. Oh, wow. <laughs> we just started. Good timing. What's up, man?
2: Not much. How are you guys doing tonight?
0: Good, good. Great. Um, so why don't you guys, uh, we'll start with Jay. Do you guys want to just kind of introduce yourselves, uh, give a little 30-minute pitch, and uh, we're going to do something. I'm going to give each of you the opportunity to shill uh, <laughs> I- w- any movie, any like entertainment franchise or TV show you want, uh, if you want to recommend to people. Uh, so go ahead, Jay.
2: Um, my name is Jay. I'm from the Super Deformed Gamecast. Um, my Twitter handle is at Cheddas because I have the cheesiest opinion on games, And I actually just got done watching Riverdale the whole first season, and I highly recommend it. It's a great show. So go watch it. It's on Netflix now.
0: Cool. Uh, Sam, how about you?
3: So I'm Sam, or Samuel, Sam Talbert. I am a co-host on the Basement Radio Arcade podcast. I'm also the assistant editor-in-chief of Real Game Media a entertainment news gaming news reviews and opinion pieces website so you can come check that out and anyone who knows me should see this coming a mile away but if you haven't the witcher 3 is the greatest game released this generation you need to play it so go play it
0: i can confirm i'm doing a second playthrough right now about 30 hours deep it's amazing
3: i'm keeping a close eye on your timeline it
1: fills me with pride
0: excellent good stuff hey chris
1: Hey, I'm Chris. Uh, my Twitter handle is Bad Chris. Uh I'm a co-host of the Timebat Show, which is just a pop culture podcast. We talk about movies and video games and the like. Uh, and uh, I'm trying to think of something to show. I just love everything so much, I can't can't have one that that I I don't want to pick a I don't want to pick a favorite son or anything like that. So you know, nothing, nothing. That's fair.
0: That's fair. <laughs> we all know it's Suicide Squad.
1: Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> sorry, I forgot to say. That's my favorite movie of all time.
0: No disrespect if someone likes that movie, that's fine. Everyone oh, kind it's kind my
2: favorite intro to a movie ever.
0: <laughs> Alright, uh, so we'll get started here. Um, we got two movies we're going to talk about, Alien Covenant and Wonder Woman. I believe we have... Uh, I've seen both of them, and we have uh, two each of you guys who've seen them. Uh, so if you haven't seen the movie, we're not going to give away anything crucial. We have to dig into a little bit of the events um, to, to obviously have a good discussion uh, for people listening or watching. If you're super sensitive to any sort of spoiler, you might want to wait till you've watched them both, uh, unless you just don't care. Um, I'm going to try to only talk about stuff that's expected or seen in the trailers, i 'm um, not going to give away the endings or give you context for the order in which things happen, uh, but we can 't be too vague, especially with alien because uh, there 's a lot to talk about here um, so that's that 's your warning we 're going to talk about this uh, so alien covenant is uh, the alien series is becoming a little bit messy uh, it used to just be a, pretty straightforward so yeah uh, we had alien the first two aliens came out relatively close to each other um, you know the first one was more of a uh, straight-up horror film directed by Ridley Scott, and then James Cameron had his action follow-up Aliens. Both of them are extremely highly regarded, uh, albeit very um, different movies at times. Uh, There was the flawed Alien 3, um, which I do think uh, has a decent assembly cut that's kind of unfinished that Fincher was working on, but um, seems to be the consensus that was messed up due to studio interference. So that one and then Resurrection are kind of the two uh, black sheep of the of the franchise and then we took a long break and jumped ahead to prometheus a few years back i think that was 2012 uh prometheus is a prequel to the series which uh at face value promised to explore the origins of something called the space jockey uh from the first hand when they enter the alien ship there's kind of this big skeletal figure um sitting there and there's no explanation given from it's not a focus at all it's just kind of there and they decided hey that'd be a cool story to tell um so Alien Covenant is kind of serving as the sequel to Covenant and a prequel to the Alien movies, and we'll get into why it kind of succeeds and kind of doesn't, uh, but I just wanted to set that up for maybe people that aren't too familiar with the franchise. Uh, so Sam and Chris, you guys both saw the movie. What's your immediate impressions? Did you like it, dislike it?
1: Uh, okay. Uh, oh, we'll go ahead. You go
0: first, dude. You go first.
1: All right, well, I, I'll get this out of the way because I actually liked it. A fair amount, uh, which is I know a lot of people were a little disappointed by it. I guess I would say I liked it better than Prometheus. I actually liked Prometheus decently. Uh, I know a lot of people had an issue with that too, but I did like Covenant more than Prometheus. And Covenant is now sitting probably around Alien 3 for me in like, you know, around the same level as Alien 3 for me in regards to like how I rank it in the series. Obviously not touching one or two at all. Um, but like you said, it's definitely like, it feels like half a a Prometheus sequel and half an alien, you know, mainline thing, like very hardcore, especially with the amount of like scene time they devote to like, oh, we got to be a Prometheus sequel and talk about all the weird stuff Prometheus talked about. And then, oh, we need a lot of alien scenes as well. Mm -hmm. So it definitely feels like that. But I, I liked it uh, a fair amount. So, yeah. Uh...
0: John in the chat says, Sam, get a fucking haircut. <laughs> John, Never. we do not know how old this picture is. <laughs> Sam, what do you think of the movie?
3: Okay, so straight off the bat, I have to say that I really, really, really liked Prometheus. And I will defend that film. So that's like a full okay, disclaimer high praise, right out there. High
0: praise. Yes,
3: sure. I. so I enjoyed Alien Covenant. I have a couple of nitpicks. I, I, actually, it's not nitpicks. I have some problems with it specifically in terms of not it as a film, but what it means for the greater lore, because there's a couple of things that I think you guys probably know I'm talking about. It's kind of yes. difficult to rectify with mm-hmm. the film franchise as a whole. Like, I don't know. If, it's very difficult to talk about that without spoiling it, so I'm trying to be careful. But I enjoyed it overall, especially, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it does blend elements of, you know, like a Prometheus sequel and Alien, but I think it's closer to, like, 70% Prometheus 2 and mm-hmm. 30% a new Alien. Y- yeah, particularly so, like, it's Prometheus in the first two acts and it's alien in the third act.
1: Yeah, so, I would I would say that too, yeah, for and, sure.
0: And I guess that's where I'll jump in and kind of um give my take on it. I think uh Prometheus I am with uh you got I really like Prometheus uh quite a bit. It's by no means yeah. a perfect movie. It's by no means uh the level of quality filmmaking um that the first couple films are. Uh but it's I call it a hot mess. It's a gorgeous film. It has some really great ideas. It's got some great performances, of course, especially from Fassbender, who's also great in Covenant. Um, And and it does a lot of interesting stuff with the mythology. I think the flaws of that in Covenant, which maybe aren't problems with the movies, but more um, just a a personal uh, annoyance, is I don't always like... I don't need everything explained, and I find when they go and do prequels like these, it takes away some of the mystery. I kind of like in the first Alien, you don't know anything about how the ship got there, how the aliens got there. It's just they stumbled on this kind of um, part of space that no one really knew and was unexpected. And when you try to fill in every little hole, not only does it take that mystery away, it also creates uh, some interesting problems that they're going to have to... They have a lot to explain if they do another movie that bridges this in Alien because there's some uh, questions that I'll bring up there. But I think um, Prometheus and Covenant are at their best when they're exploring uh, the creationist creator themes and um, actually getting away from Alien. I find when they try to go back into the origins of the xenomorph, that's when uh, it it falls a little bit flat and... um, I, I just don't think it's needed. I think these movies can be interesting enough on their own uh, that you can have some more subtle ties and world world building in the background. But I don't know that you need to be shoving that stuff in our face because um, the core concepts here are, are a really good premise.
1: Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Another thing is like, like you said yourself, like when they try to explore the history of the xenomorph and all that stuff, uh, I feel like they kind of they have this kind of fan base that's kind of split in a way, like. Part of him wants to continue the Prometheus storyline, and the other is like, well, Prometheus didn't really answer where the Xenomorphs came from, so Covenant has to. Yeah. So they kind of feel like, oh, well, we have to shoehorn this into the movie, you know, kind of for better or worse, where I agree it kind of makes it for worse, because, like, it is in its element when it's, you know, exploring the themes of
2: Prometheus. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, the Xenomorph is the mascot of the Alien franchise, after all, so you got to include it somehow.
1: No, Absolutely. And I mean, yeah. it is called the Alien Covenant. It's not called Prometheus 2, yeah. to be clear. So, yeah. Do you guys yeah, true.
2: think they should have called it Prometheus 2?
0: Is Alien Covenant a little I'm, I'm misleading? I'm going to
3: be honest. I think, no, I don't think it's misleading necessarily, especially given at least what they were trying to do for the lore, but I would have been perfectly happy with just Covenant as the title.
1: Yeah, I think I would have been In, too. Mm-hmm,
3: yeah. I, I would have been perfectly happy with it, and I think it would have made any presence of the Xenomorphs, frankly, more foreboding and mm-hmm. more ominous and more, oh my lord, are they actually going down this route? Is this actually a thing? Is it not? Mm-hmm. You know, that sort of thing.
1: So it's like a secret sequel to Alien, you know, you don't really know going in.
3: <laughs> An open secret, but <laughs> yeah. we know they're right. coming. When are they coming? If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go over the premise of the film. Again, if, if anyone's super sensitive to spoilers, we're going to talk, give a vague outline of the events that start the movie. Um, so we've got the crew of the Covenant, they're en route to, uh, it's a colonization mission, um, to a, and sorry, my memory's terrible, so if I make a mistake, you guys can jump in and crack me.
1: Well, it uh, opens before... with, with David. Uh... Sorry,
0: okay, yeah. Um,
1: but I mean, that's kind of a spoiler, I didn't want to... That's okay, up, no, that that but, yeah. scene
0: is in the trailer, but I don't want to talk about what the scene is, because that's actually one of my that's favorite fair. scenes in the movie, it's really interesting. Yeah, I... The way they they set that up. Um, But Mm -hmm. basically the movie opens. We've got uh, a ship from Earth, the Covenant, um, on a colonization mission. About 2,000 colonists. uh, I think it's a seven-year trip. And a lot of parallels to the first alien. They're woken up early. Um, There's a kind of event that happens that that triggers them awake and they come across a signal from a planet they're unfamiliar with. Um, I believe they are informed that it's viable, that it's kinda of healthy and like a, a habitable planet. Um, so they go
3: down. It's actually there. more habitable than the planet that they were aiming for. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. so the bulk Dumb of, the, luck kind of thing. <laughs>
0: the bulk of the movie takes place on this planet. Um, and I think when they start to land is where you guys want to talk about the stuff we like or the stuff we didn't like first? What do you what do you want to get out of the way? So um
3: it's kinda of difficult either way. I would say I enjoy getting the stuff we didn't like out of the way first. That's okay. yeah, we could talk about that.
0: So, a big problem people had with Prometheus—a big problem people had with Prometheus—is that you have a bunch of what you would assume would be intelligent people sent on these important missions: scientists, mm-hmm. uh, captains, engineers, astronauts—and they made really dumb decisions. <laughs> now, I'm—I if I'm I defend this in movies a lot. I, I maybe it's a cop-out defense, but. People make uh, stupid decisions in the heat of the moment. They make they do. bad choices they under do. pressure. People aren't perfect. Um, but it's, it, sometimes it's just so distracting. And I think for Prometheus, a lot of people just couldn't wrap their heads around what these characters were doing. And
3: Pr- Prometheus was a little egregious, particularly like with the scientists poking at that one creature. <laughs> yeah. In yeah. The game. that one, That one was like, no, dude, come on. Stop. I
0: think Covenant's a little better, um, but there's still some problems. For example, there's, uh, they land on the planet, and a group of people decide to just exit the spaceship without any sort of uh, exosuit, uh, spacesuit. They basically just stroll out in their Sunday clothes. Um, maybe they checked it out, and all the readings told them it was safe to breathe. I still would have taken some precautions.
3: See, the thing is, we would have taken precautions, but we say that knowing what kind of film we're watching. They had just suffered some traumatic loss. They were reeling, you know, under the new leadership, and they were also dealing with the fact of, oh, this place is supposedly better. You know, presumably the planet they were on the way Mm -hmm. to would have had a breathable atmosphere. People don't assume the kinds of creatures you run into in an alien film are standard fare.
1: Yeah, the other thing I like to say with justifying like horror movies a lot is they've never seen an Alien movie, but we all have as the audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like <laughs> they're making all these stupid misdeci- decisions that may seem stupid to us, because mm-hmm. we've seen Alien 1 and Alien 2 and Alien 3 and all the other ones, but they have no idea what they're getting into. So I do think the helmet thing is, is particularly silly, but, you know... Uh, and it's
3: definitely less egregious
1: than Prometheus, yeah, I mean, for sure,
0: yeah, and even the uh I mean a lot of people took issue with the spores, they're kinda one of them steps on some spores, one of them rubs some spores, um mm. but again, it's no in their in their context, they don't know what happened to Prometheus. This takes place before the alien movies, so as far as they're concerned, there's no awareness of this uh plague or this disease or these monsters um. And, like, I guess it's difficult sometimes for the viewer to separate themselves from the universe, but... uh, And space travel seems to be normal for them. It's no different than us flying to another country, basically. Um, Would we wear a full-on mask in case there's some sort of disease we're not familiar with there? A lot of people probably wouldn't. So,
2: yeah, yeah,
0: that stuff can get a pass. Um, I guess, do you guys want to talk... Anyone can jump in. What other issues did you have with the movie?
1: So...
3: My issue, like, th- th- this is kind of, tell- cut me off if I'm treading spoiler territory here, is the back and forth durability of the Neomorphs. The new creatures, like, now please correct me if I'm wrong, one of them got shot multiple times with what appeared to be like an assault rifle and a shotgun, and it didn't really seem to do all that much. Mm-hmm. And then one of them later on was shot just a couple of times to most definitely great effect. And so that, that kind of bugged me, being honest.
0: But, I mean, I guess where was the, imp- like, it's hard to tell in the quick cuts. Maybe one was shot in the arms, like the limbs, and one took a shot right in the head.
3: Or yeah, I, I guess so. It's, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it's a minor thing. That's not a huge thing, but it did, it did stick with me. My
1: brain justified that without trying to spoil it. The first time they saw one, they were like, ah, what the hell is this thing? And they were a little more panicked. The second time, it was more of a direct, like, shot, I guess. So, I don't know. My I didn't, like, really notice that at all. But I, uh, I, can okay, see where you're, I can see where you're coming from for sure. The one... Uh,
0: I, yeah. the, so you guys mentioned the, the inconsistencies there. The, one thing that bothered me is the inconsistencies with regards to the previously established alien life cycle. Uh, I don't think this is too much of a spoiler. There's aliens in this movie. It's called Alien yeah. Covenant. Uh, the xenomorph is in the trailer. You know the xenomorphs in here. We saw them at the end of Prometheus. <laughs> um, there's some strange things. Xenomorphs are now... They come out as a mini xenomorph instead, right, of, instead right. of a chestburster. And that's not really explained at the end of the movie. So uh, either something happens in between now and the first alien where that gets introduced. Um, and I can't talk about how the, the full nature of the xenomorph is a spoiler, so I won't get into that. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see if that's just retcon. That seems like a glaring omission.
1: See, yeah, it seems I, I like there's like, going to be a big gap between the next two, right? But we I, don't really know.
0: I feel like I have a
3: really good explanation for it, but the problem is it is full-blown spoil spoiler it. territory. Yeah. There is okay, no yeah. way to discuss it without mm-hmm. going there. But yeah. I do I do think there's a way of justifying it.
0: Do you think it's intentional? Do you think that's something they're going to do in the next film if they do another one? Um,
3: It seemed obvious to me, but I'm not yeah. going to try and apply that to the average viewer.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, that's fair, that's fair uh what did you guys think of um i guess the yeah this is hard to do without spoilers
1: The middle, <laughs> we're gonna have to make some
0: concessions
3: yeah, okay. we really are uh
1: can i say what i like before we get into the spoiler territory in the beginning of the film yeah uh the first encounters with the neomorphs which were the you know they're they're, they're featured in the trailer they're the new white kind of alien looking things you know uh the first encounter with them uh, I thought those like sequence of scenes were really, really great, like I thought they were really paced and, and great, yeah, like the probably the the highlight of the movie from like a classic alien you know sense for me mm-hmm. uh, and then the end was kind of more actiony and it was still good, but it wasn 't as wasn 't as strong as that initial kind of discovery of those life forms mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but we can get into the weird middle of the movie. (laughs) Yeah, I
0: want to talk about the stuff we liked, and all my favorite stuff is kind of in that second act. Mm -hmm. Um, So, again, I want to... Viewer discretion. I don't consider this major spoilers. We're going to talk about the basic premise of the middle part of the movie. Um, So, Michael Fassbender has a big role in this. Uh, David is back from Prometheus, uh, but obviously since David's a synthetic, uh, basically an android... Um there's a, a newer model, Walter, also in the movie. Uh so you actually get double fast better. And he uh, he does such a good job at playing both these characters the same yet different. Uh and really the it really um sells the themes they have of the creator and the creationism. Uh oh man. What
1: it's hard to do without spoilers. Yeah,
0: it really it really is.
1: He's the highlight so, of the movie. Though. Yeah,
0: so sure basically the team uh, gets on this planet and encounters David, and I won't tell you the details of what happens. Um, but man, you guys, you guys, try and, and talk about it. I'm, I'm having trouble here dancing well, around. Well, there's it. a lot. I, I mean, mean, he steals, he steals, <laughs>
3: he steals whatever scene he's in mm-hmm. for starters. That's just an obvious. He's he the does. immediate highlight. Um, Walter, it's very interesting because the, I don't think this is a spoiler. Like. Walter has reduced emotions, if he has any at all, because he's he's meant to be
1: more of a docile worker. He's less human, I guess you could say that, David. And it's
3: like having that in the same scene, you know, in the same scenery, interacting with Mm -hmm. other Michael Fassbender, with David, who is the complete opposite, who has gone full-blown emotions and Mm -hmm. almost foregoing logic for the sake of his own goals, sort Mm -hmm. of kind of stuff. Like, that contrast is just incredible. To
1: see on the screen, and it's cool uh, having watched Prometheus. Kind of in his lead-up, you know, David's obviously heavily in that movie. And if you'll notice in that movie, he's like incredibly curious because he's like trying to like discover the the whole the whole biology of these these new life forms and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. In uh, in Covenant, he's less curious and more just like ambitious. Like he wants to like yeah. control everything, and he wants to like be better than humanity and stuff like that. Uh, and I feel like that's kind of the central gist of the movie there. he's just He wants a lot from from the remainder of his life, I, I guess you could say.
0: I, I guess that's almost why I take issue with the, the alien title, because I feel like this isn't as much an alien movie as it is a David movie. Um, yeah. the, the opening scene of the movie, like you discussed, is, is David, and that ties directly into the core plot um, of the film, his desire as an android or as a synthetic um, to kind of have that uh, creation and that, um, you know, contribute something to the universe, cre- contribute something to the world that he's in, uh, in a way he can't organically. Um, so, so that's really interesting.
1: And the other interesting thing about the uh, beginning of the movie, uh, without spoiling it too much, is he's, like, introduced as, like, this android, and it's kind of a flashback thing, but you could tell that he is you know, acting in a way that he, like, wants to know more about the world and wants to, like, create things. But it's, like, the point is driven home. It's, like, no, you're an android. You're still made to, like, serve humanity. Mm-hmm. And that kind of sets up kind of the rest of the movie where he's, like, you know, I'm better than, almost better than, I feel like I'm better than humanity or whatever, you know. It's interesting because Ridley Scott, you know, touched on that in Blade Runner. So, you know, it's another, another kind of tie-in. But, yeah.
0: Seb, is there anything you wanted to add? Um, not really. Uh, pff, I, okay,
3: so I'm going to be as vague as possible here. I think the final scene that Walter and David are in together, at least to me, was very unexpected and very refreshing. It was a nice change-up of the pacing, mm-hmm. and I, it was very enjoyable because you weren't really sure how that was going to go.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, for sure. The, uh, there was a, a couple scenes between them, um, but every one of them was, was riveting. And, uh, there was there was
1: one in particular that I don't want to spoil, but <laughs> when they like first meet for the first time... I, I know exactly what you're like, talking teaching about. One my, one theater, one. my theater was
0: extremely uncomfortable in that scene. I love that. I oh, I, it, okay, I think every theater was. But unexpected is definitely the right word for that. You I go to watch an Alien scene. movie and you don't... Uh, yeah, that, you don't that's e- not what you're thinking. You don't
1: expect two minutes of that. You're like, okay, Yeah. Well,
0: um, yeah. well obviously we can't talk about the ending too much because that's where the biggest spoilers are going to come in. Um, it kind of goes a little more traditional action or horror at the and end, end. And it does. I, re- I don't have an issue with a lot of it. There was some really cool scenes. I thought the CGI was a little dodgy at times. Um but that's I-, I can overlook that. The shower scene was very I thought out of place. I don't know if Ridley just threw that in there as some sort of homage to horror films, but it was like and this is in the trailer, this isn't a spoiler. This it, people just it seemed in to me like we like... have
3: an R rating. We may as well do it. Yeah, so that, I It so. seemed egregious, <laughs> as, and
0: like, really, like we
3: all know what's going to happen here. Yeah. Come on.
1: Also, like we need a easy way to kill you know these people right now. So yeah. let's do this. You get know, a, get a twofer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. I liked the end, but it, yeah, like you said, it was kind of. It did kind of go in that action horror mm-hmm. kind of thing. I just thought
0: uh, the end wasn't as interesting as the rest of the movie.
1: To me, no, definitely not.
0: But the final oh. shot uh, with that music was amazing. oh yeah, that was
1: that was great, haunting
3: for sure, yeah. absolutely haunting. Yeah, so uh, uh, the, the, the absolute ending is great.
1: Yeah, does. <laughs> and it has interesting implications for the rest of the guest series. If they're making more, I don't know, but see,
3: yeah, Ridley. Well, my understanding is Ridley Scott has full creative control at this point.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, he is. <laughs> The future of the seer.
0: Push Neil Blomkamp <laughs> out that window.
1: To, <laughs> took the room
0: back over. He's the teacher again. So.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, we'll, we'll see. Alright, well, I want to move on to Wonder Woman soon. Uh, before we wrap this up, I'm going to give uh, let each of you guys give it a rating. You can give it... Uh, so we'll do give you three options. I don't know how you guys like to rate your movies. Uh, you can give it one or two thumbs. You can give it a rating out of five stars or a rating out of ten. Sam, how about you?
1: Hmm...
3: It's very difficult to say. I would say somewhere around like a seven out of ten to a, mm-hmm. like maybe a three and a half to four stars. I I really enjoyed it, and it's it goes without saying it's head and shoulders better than like the AVP films or okay. Resurrection yeah. or. And I'm gonna say this like I may get some flack. I think it was better than three. I'm not particularly a great fan of three. I think it, it slightly edges
1: out three. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't obviously it doesn't touch Alien or Aliens, but at the same time given what they did for the franchise, I don't think anything ever will. Yeah. So it, it has some problems that bring it down here and there, but overall, it's a very good addition to the franchise. Yep,
1: Chris? Uh, I, I'm going to say I give it 4 out of 5 stars. I liked it a lot. That's good. Um, now that we talk about it more, I think it's my third favorite in the whole franchise. I think I like it more than 3, and I definitely like it more than Prometheus, although I do like Prometheus a lot, but I think it's a good blend of Prometheus and Alien. It's interesting, now that we're talking about it, I think I like Alien Covenant more for the fact that it's a Prometheus sequel than an Alien sequel, though. So it's it's interesting to hear me say, oh, yeah, it's my third favorite Alien movie. But it's not really. It's my first favorite Prometheus movie. (laughs) But it's yeah. interesting how that works it is yeah. it is yeah. i agree right, scott you just you, you you pull the wool over my eyes i guess I don't we've, know.
0: we've got some major salt from dio in the chat uh alien 3 sucks not a gif- difficult thing to do it's
1: alien 3 right is right. a weird movie <laughs> i don't know if we have See, time to talk about that oh go ahead I, i'm
0: just gonna say
3: this about alien 3 really really quick if that's okay i thought that it was like common knowledge that it sucked because all my friends, like, didn't particularly care for it. I thought it was, like, okay at best. I get a lot of flack whenever I bring up the fact that I don't like it. I I don't know. Maybe the greater culture out there enjoys it. Who
1: knows? I think think it's a good idea for a movie. It has a really cool premise, but it's just not executed super well. But I think I give it some... I give it some leeway because I like the premise so much.
2: So it's it's kind of like Star Wars Episode 1 of the Alien franchise. Yeah, yeah, kind of. But
1: better...
0: (laughs) <laughs> Way better than huh. that.
2: I, I, I like episode one, but we're not going to go there today.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh God, that's that's an entire episode. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I really liked it too. I I'm close to the Sam. I think I give it like a seven point five. Um, I need to rewatch Prometheus again. I haven't seen that in a year or two. Um, I, I I'm not sure which I like them both for different reasons. Um, but I I really really did like a, a lot of the things Covenant did. I just. Uh, if they could have tightened up uh, a couple other things and not tried to explain everything um, and didn't force the connections as much, I think it would have dug it a bit more. But uh, so we we all recommend it. That's cool. Yeah, it's uh, definitely worth seeing. Yep. <laughs> so we're gonna play a quick little game before we move on to Wonder Woman. Um, if you guys could pick any action movie franchise to combine with the Alien universe, <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Dave to uh, answer this. What would,
2: it, what would you pick? Um Flavor is a little too obvious because this really scott. Uh, I'm gonna go to the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> Dang it, you beat
0: me. <laughs> they did I think one of the writers said I he's looking know. at
2: going to space. Uh, <laughs> for yeah, 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 for Fast and Furious nine, we can call it um, too fast to planet nine and mm. Xenomorph <laughs> and Fan Diesel's That's transformed into nice. a xenomorph at this point. Because wow. why the
1: heck not?
2: I'm yeah, sure. why the heck not? And
1: The Rock is in it, though, right? Of course. He's like the headliner.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, It'd be like that more Combat XL game where um, it's just <laughs> The Rock versus you know, more <laughs>
0: I'm going to give rock. it to Die sure. Hard. I wouldn't mind seeing John McClane trapped on a space station against a bunch of aliens.
1: That is a great idea, actually, <laughs> now that I think about it. Because it's a similar premise, right? The original Alien is like, oh, I'm trapped in this thing with, you know, obviously mm-hmm. one Alien, but Die Hard, he's trapped with a bunch of terrorists. and Oh, man, that would be a great movie. Oh, man. Okay. Since
3: Fast and Furious got stolen from right <laughs> under my feet, I'm going to go with The Expendables because I think Ooh. it would be the ultimate cheesy popcorn flick. Mm-hmm. For a bunch of well past their prime, you know, action heroes to be going up against just a planet absolutely filled to the brim with xenos, <laughs> making terrible puns and references the entire time. Like, <laughs> yeah, why not?
1: Yeah, oh,
0: that could work. Is, well, yeah, Shane Black is making a new uh, Predator movie, so
1: we'll see. The mm-hmm. alien could, yeah, that will be fine. <laughs> um, God, this is really hard. Okay. Only one of the movies in this franchise is good, but Alien and then Jaws, combine, <laughs> and they're like in the water and stuff.
0: Oh, like yeah. there's well, they, we know the aliens can swim because in Resurrection there's like that's a, true. Yeah. Oh, I don't talk about Resurrection. Okay, sorry. But no, <laughs>
1: no, oh, it's fine. Touchy subject. But yeah, the aliens come down, and they can breathe, and they're in, like, I don't know, they're in New Jersey or wherever, you know, and Jaws is. and
3: or yeah. Pacific Rim. So, so like, a yeah. what if it was, and... like, an underwater station? Oh, there you go. Off, the Xenos can't get in but the outside is completely filled to the brim, and the only way out is through the water. So it's kind of like Deep Blue Sea-ish, <laughs> right? That that could actually work. Like, yeah. you got me thinking here.
0: Okay. I want more. That's, this is actually a good idea. I didn't, did not expect anything positive to come from this. <laughs> oh, wow. All right, well, that'll do it for Alien. Uh, let's move on to Wonder Woman. So, sorry, Chris, I know you haven't seen this, but the not rest good. of us have. Um mm-hmm. uh, Again, a little background. So we know the DC movies have had a, a rough start.
1: Um,
0: nah. <laughs> Depends <laughs> who you talk to. Some people. A really that.
1: rough start. Uh,
0: <laughs> most people seem to think Man of Steel's okay to good. Um, Batman vs. Superman and Suicide Squad were critically uh, slammed. Mm-hmm. Did pretty good at the box office, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of investment from audiences in those characters uh, the way uh, another comic book. Um, universe like Marvel has done where uh, they're so present in pop culture I don't hear a lot of people talking about Killer Croc or uh, Jesse Eisenberg's amazing Lex Luthor Uh, (laughs) he's coming he's coming (laughs) oh my god (laughs) (laughs)
1: that's stuck in my head again now
0: (laughs) but uh, I really liked Wonder Woman did you guys like it?
2: Yeah, yeah I really liked it
0: so what what, I guess, differentiated, where does this succeed where the other DC movies have failed?
3: Um, for starters, I think it has the right tone with a balance of optimism and maybe even a little bit of naivety and hope mixed in with the despair that is, you know, the bogged down trenches of World War One. It's a very nice contrast. It's not brooding and overwhelming darkness, if that makes any sense. I, th- I think it provides a lot more reason for the audience to be invested. And I say that as someone who actually likes Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman a lot more than most people.
2: Okay. Yeah, it's, it's comical. Not, like, funny comical, but it feels like a comic book, especially, like, the first half. Like, it just feels like you're watching, like, a 90s, like, cheesy comedy, like a family comedy. That's what I felt like, especially, like, when they are like, in London and, like, she's, like, figuring out how to live within society and whatnot. I mean, it's serious at times, especially the World War One stuff, but at times it's playful, and I think it really uses that to its advantage.
0: Yeah, I, I hope I'm not uh, jumping on the comparison here. I got a lot of Christopher Reeve Superman uh, vibes from certain aspects of this movie. Yeah. Um, just that old-fashioned, uh, and there's a great quote by um, Patty Jenkins on kind of cheesiness. I wish I could find it here. Uh, oh, here it is. So she said... Um, or the question was, this might be a cheesy question. Uh, And she said, did you say cheesy? Cheesy is one of the words banned in my world. I'm tired of sincerity being something we have to be afraid of doing. It's been like that for 20 years and the entertainment and art world has shied away from sincerity, Uh, real sincerity, because they feel they have to wink at the audience because that's what the kids like. (laughs) So I I like that. I like the kind of, uh, superheroes don't have to be serious all the time.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, And it's okay to have some feel good and have some fun in the movie. And I think that's one of Wonder Woman's strongest uh, aspects is that it's just owning the character.
2: Stuff in right. the other DC movies that I've definitely tried not to do recently. Cause and, you know, they've tried to be like the dark alternative to the Marvel movies.
0: I think you can do a, a dark movie, but it's really tough yeah. to do. If you want to bring those serious themes, the writing and the storytelling has to be so good to pull it off. It's, well, sure, and it's really hard to do when you've got giant trolls or whatever the Batman version, like it, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> or the red capes.
1: Just it's, looks really silly. It's hard to have know. a jar
0: of pee and <laughs> and then deal with the, these tough topics. Um, but I and mm-hmm. I, I do like some of the themes uh, that the DC DC especially BVS, uh, the Superman stuff. I know we have some Man of Steel fans in the chat um, exploring what's what the world how the world would react to someone like superman showing up um some of that it's just the execution is a little flawed but i think wonder woman um uh, found the right balance in terms of uh, agreed yeah
3: mm-hmm.
0: so was there any we'll get the negatives out of the way again um was there any any big issues you guys had with the movie
3: i have no big issues at all um just a couple of really small nitpicks like i think there's one or two cgi spots in you know early very early on that are a little eh, okay I'll, I'll work with you but could they were kind of obvious it was cgi that fortunately went away really fast um i also think there's a couple of characters even though i really like them from the supporting cast that were very underused
0: uh who specifically i guess
3: so, um, and I, this is pretty telling that I can't even remember her name, but uh, Chris—not uh, Chris—Captain um, uh, Steven's secretary. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think she. I think she was underused. I think she, she had. She was you great. Know, she was great. She had a very spunky element to her, you know, sort of a I got like a suffragette vibe.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: At least that was what they seemed to be going for. So I think she could have been used a little more. And then. Um,
0: I would have liked to see her, like, like... fill out, like, a Happy Hogan, uh, Iron Man role, kind of, um... Right, right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree.
3: So, um, but but that's pretty much it. I mean, I really, really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, I got no, no major beefs. Jay, was there anything that stuck out to you?
2: uh probably just personal preference because I, I haven't haven't went to go i haven't like gone and seen like a superhero movie in a while but mm-hmm. it was pretty long like i think clocks in like at two and a half hours
0: yeah it's 2 i saw that on the right it's, time i was surprised very few of these movies can justify being over two hours
2: yeah like i mean it didn't feel like two and a half hours to be honest like it was well worth the time but i was just like wow this is crazy long for a superhero movie <laughs> Yeah. Well, the, um, the DC movies
1: definitely tend to be longer for some reason. I don't know why. I guess yeah, they have yeah. more to say.
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I but, think um, most of the Marvel movies I mean, besides, besides that, there is there's, there's one little issue I have the ending. Well, I'm not going to talk about that right now, but um, that's about it.
0: Yeah. So my uh, – this is a little easier to talk around spoilers than Alien was. Uh, there is something I thought they were going to do at the end. There's a point where I thought it had ended – um, it's tied to the central conflict of the movie. And I thought, wow. Uh, and you guys who've seen the movie will probably know what I'm talking about. Uh, they didn't go where I thought they were going to go. This didn't end like right. every other comic book right. movie. And mm-hmm. what a, I thought, what an amazing message that um, it doesn't have to go this way. I thought that I was so ready for it to just kind of end there. And then it kind of backed on that a l- little bit and went, I still liked the ending. I thought the stakes were high um i thought the performances and the characters sold everything i almost teared up a little bit at the end which has never happened to oh, me. i in movie let alone <laughs> i don't even think there's very many marvel movies where i've felt like the emotions i was feeling and that's the the amazing chemistry between chris pine and uh gal uh you know i don't think i've ever said her last name uh out loud is it godot or godot
3: it's godot i believe
0: godot okay. i believe you pronounce it <laughs> Um, but they're yeah they really sold that relationship and all the performances were really good, but that that's my bi- big issue is I just it was so close to being one step above the rest of those third act uh, superhero movies and it didn't quite get there.
2: Yeah,
3: the, the, I can see what you're saying. Like I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the third act. You know what what happened there. Um, I get what you're going for, and I think it was still a very important message that it was sort of left in there, and it mm-hmm. leaves you hanging for a bit. It still I was works. glad they went. That, I, I, yeah, it still, it still works really well. Um, this is more in terms of just general praise for the film. Is it okay if we go there? or
0: Yeah, let's go. Let's talk about why it's amazing.
3: I think, I think one of the major reasons is that, quite frankly, Gal Gadot is just an incredible... I'm trying to think of what the word She's an incredible protagonist. She holds attention really, really well, mm-hmm. and I think she sells the naivety but, and the optimism balanced. Yep. At the same time, you know, <laughs> it's like when she grins, it's like you can't help but kind of want to smile yourself a little bit. You know, she beams <laughs> optimism and hope. And I don't know. To me, it was very inspiring. And you're that right about
0: me. the naivety. Like, just like she's just trying to understand. Like, and, and I guess this goes into the other thing I was worried about with the film World War I. Um, you know, we know, most of us should know what a horrible war that was. And there's been a lot of scrutiny for entertainment properties that kind of uh, use it as a setting. Uh, in the video games World Battlefield one recently um and I was kind of like, "How are they gonna make a superhero movie in World War One and not diminish that war?" but I think it did a really good job uh handling that, and she really sells that where she's like i don't understand like why are you people like doing this to each other it doesn't make sense like she right. actually can't yeah. wrap her head around like these people just straight up murdering millions and millions like that and that 's what makes the whole thing work so well is her performance.
3: Right, and in addition to that, using World War I instead of World War II, where it's like, in World War II, it's like, you've got Nazis and you have like, the horrific Japanese internment camps and all this other stuff. It's like, there were pretty clear good guys and bad guys. It may have been a little gray, but pretty clear, generally agreed upon things. World War I was just a cluster. It, it, was, it was an absolute mess. It was a disaster mm-hmm. on all fronts, and I think that works better in terms of balancing the hope with the despair and the general <laughs> slaughter that was going on.
0: John John in chat says uh she fine as hell. That's Sam's inner monologue. <laughs> <laughs> He's absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh Jay, did you wanna did you have any more thoughts on it?
2: Um I I mean just as 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 it's already been mentioned, I like I like how the um Wonder Woman, the protagonist is um interaction of the world throughout. It's like you know, she's discovering everything, but she's also discovering there's really no good and bad, especially in World War One. You know, she's she realizes that like, oh, the the side she's actually helping has negatives to it as well. And what she's been brought up as is like, oh, like us Amazons are good and men are bad. She starts to realize like that's not really truthful. And she had to present it herself. So I really like the um self discovery in the film. And like basically as viewers we get to experienced that discovery and her um you know her her learning of the world
0: mm-hmm. no no for sure and i don't want to i don't want to give away the action scenes there's not yeah i don't either there's it's not, really I, hard not to yeah there's not a ton of action scenes in the movie but i actually think that works to its benefit because the ones that are there uh stand out so much more and they're incredible like they're, like we talked about before there's some elements of campiness to it or, or cheese or whatever, but it, I don't think it's even cheesy. I don't want to call it that. I don't, I'm kind of shying away from that word. I want to call it earnest and sincere. And, uh, you just, you, re- I wanted to like just stand up in my seat in the theater and just like fucking throw my fist up in the air and be like, yeah, cause there's just, <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. It's so yeah. feel good. And you just, you feel, uh, you feel like you're with her, um, kind of charging, uh, and, I thought the action was filmed pretty interestingly. There's a lot of slow motion that you can see in the trailers, um, but I think Mm -hmm. it worked for the movie in a way I don't know that it would have in a lot of other comic book films.
3: Agreed. It was Zack snyder influence, but as much as people, you know, try to give him crap, like, I think it actually worked here. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: It kind of feels like flipping the switch between um, her uh, kind of regular life i guess interacting with other people but when she needs to hit that wonder woman level she turns it up and just unleashes hell and it's uh i don't know it's probably cliche at this point but it's so refreshing to actually see um like a a woman do that on screen (laughs) yeah for sure it's badass (laughs) yeah all right well um did you guys have anything else you wanted to add to the movie before we talk about our final thoughts on it
1: I think it's a little um, simpler I, than Alien.
0: There's not a lot of deep stuff I can really dive into there.
1: Can I, can I just I ask a question of, of sure, you guys sure. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, I haven't seen it yet. I'm really excited to see it. Uh, but I do tend to like the more... You guys were talking about it. Like that fun kind of superhero movie. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Marvel has... It's, it's still doing that with like Guardians and stuff. But like I feel like it's gotten a little bogged down lately. Yeah. So is Wonder Woman more of like that... You know, I I think Marvel-wise, I think of like Captain the first Captain America as like more of like a fun, you know. Mm -hmm. It's a good balance. It's a good balance. It's a very good balance.
3: They've got good humor. They've got, um, particularly early on, like in the first act and like the first half of the second act. There's a lot of good. Because I was
1: worried it's DC. Like BVS, while I liked it a little. It's a very dark movie, you know. There is the
3: darkness element from, like, BVS, like, what DC has been doing with their extended universe, but it's much more reined in. It's much more in check. It works really well here.
1: Cool.
0: Yeah, and it's more... So I think the the humor in Marvel movies work best in some of their newer ones, like uh, Winter Soldier and Civil War. Those two Captain America movies, I really think uh, the humor is more in the character interactions and how they respond to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, right. versus something like Avengers or Age of Ultron where it's just quips <laughs> and I know mm-hmm. I, I actually personally don't mind some of the quips and I hope there's a lot of quips in Spider-Man because that's who he is <laughs> um, but I think this is more along the lines is the humor feels natural it doesn't feel forced uh, as much as I love Guardians of the Galaxy 2 I felt a lot of that humor was very punchline um, oriented and uh, in Wonder Woman I think it was all very natural and a lot of the humor just comes from uh, like we talked about before her interactions with the world and trying to learn all these people and learn how everything works um, it, it's, it's a very funny movie but it also is very serious and touching when it needs to be and I don't think it detracts from it at all
2: Ernest yeah, sounds no, like
1: the right word You, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah there's there. um there's one scene in the first act where Chris Pine's character is like taking a bath and one Woman like, <laughs> walks in on him yeah. and it's Honestly, like, 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 it could come off as like really bad, corny, but like, it makes sense, like, in the context of the film, because she's never seen a man before. <laughs> it would have been
3: very easy for that scene to be cringeworthy, and it actually <laughs> works out.
2: Yeah, it works. Like, it's
1: great. Yeah. Can we just re- briefly mention how great of an actor Chris Pine is. I feel like he's under underappreciated sometimes in Hollywood. <laughs> he's I, great. I love he great. He, 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 he does
3: great. a great job. And I think it's also, like, something that helps this film out over Batman v. Superman or um, Suicide Squad is there's no bad acting
2: dragging
0: yeah. anything down.
1: That's great
2: to hear.
0: And mm. I don't think – BVS didn't have – I wouldn't say – aside from – I don't even want to call Jesse Eisenberg bad – I think it was just
1: – Bad writing. Bad writing, misdirected. Maybe bad writing. Yeah, yeah.
0: like I – you know, because uh, I actually love him in The Social Network. I think he's a good actor, but it's mm. – miscasting or something was just completely off with that character. Um, and Ben Affleck wasn't bad, but I think it was down to the script and the directing. I, I don't... I just didn't feel anything for those characters. I didn't feel any attachment. They didn't sell me on them. Um, you know. And it makes the stakes so much higher when you care about what's happening to those people. And that's why Wonder Woman is a better movie. <laughs> but... All right. Well, so what did what would you guys rate this one then?
2: Hmm.
3: Easily, like I'll be perfectly honest with you, I would say an easy nine out of ten.
0: So um, is, is that top tier for comic book movies then for you? Is there anything that's a ten out of ten to give some
3: perspective? Um, there's there's a couple. I think that you know, considering it's time the Dark Knight was a 10 out of 10. The mm-hmm. first Iron Man was a 10 out of 10. And then I would say... Um, I had one other, and it's slipping. Yeah, but those two. Those are the two that I would reference immediately as 10 out of 10s. All right.
0: So
3: I would say this isn't, this isn't quite there, but this breathes some much-needed life into the DCEU. This gives it some hope, mm-hmm. for sure.
2: How about you, Jay? Um... I'm coming from someone who doesn't really watch a lot of superhero movies. Like, yeah, well, why don't you I,
0: I, give us your background there. What was the last superhero movie you saw? Um,
2: last one I saw in theaters was Deadpool, which I thought was just all right. Yeah. Sorry, don't don't hate me on that, guys. <laughs> um, I'm, a, I'm a huge um, fan of the X-Men film franchise. I think some of them are good. I think some of them are really bad, you mm-hmm. know, whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. So I went and saw Wonder Woman, and, you know, I'm not a huge superhero like film fan like, junkie or, like, you know, nothing like that. But um, I highly recommend it. It's just a fun film. You know, it does have... You know, the third act is definitely darker than the first two acts, but... And it's long. It's two and a half hours long, but um, I, I highly recommend it. I think it's just a fun film to go watch.
0: Cool. Yeah, I would give it... Uh, I'd give it, like, a 8.5, um, which is pretty... It's... Yeah. I... I you know, I think it's as good as any of the best Marvel movies, um, or at least any of the best origin movies. I think uh, I really like um, Winter Soldier, although the third act has some of the same problems. But it's it's not quite at that Dark Knight level for me. Um, that and uh, Spider-Man Two, I just fucking.
1: Spider-Man Wonder 2, movie.
0: That was the other one I was thinking of. Yeah, Thank you.
3: that's and the
1: best superhero movie. That's and it's the so
0: it uh, it's again it's earnest, and I just I love that kind it of is. old-fashioned uh, superhero stuff because they're supposed to be fun. I want to be watching a comic book on screen, um, and that's I think why these are my favorites and why I love Wonder Woman so much. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: cool. Well, uh, do you guys have anything else to add before we wrap it up? Go see it. Definitely
3: right. go see Wonder Woman. Yeah, it. this is more of a general, like, thing. We know that Justice League has had some serious development problems and production problems, mm-hmm. so I'm anxious, but at the same time, this this gives me a little more hope.
0: Okay, so that's a good question. Uh, Chris, you could even answer this without seeing the movie. Do you feel like this is hopefully uh, a turning of the tide and a sign of things to come with some new direction for DC? Or is this an anomaly,
1: uh, and is Justice League going to be... Do I think this, are you asking me? Sure. Uh, Well, Zack Snyder's out now, right, of Justice League? Or is he Uh, still doing it?
0: Yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know, um, Zack Snyder had to step down from Justice League near, I believe near the end of filming, uh, due to personal um, problems. He had a, a family member pass away. Joss Whedon has stepped in to take over and... Uh, finish the movie, so basically oversee the final scenes um, and oversee the editing process, but uh, no changes to the script, as I understand. So
3: and I the think... movie
1: is basically completed. I mean, filming was completed by that point.
0: Right. Uh, right. Yeah. Joss the...
3: Whedon stepped in to wrap things up, but the majority of it was done.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, they had that trailer ages ago, so I, principal photography has got to be totally complete. Um, so I, I don't see that changing too much. He Obviously, the fact he's overseeing editing instead of Snyder... Maybe changes a couple things, uh, but there's not going to be any major – he's not stepping in to rewrite it at this point. Well, I would
1: say, I mean, considering you guys love Wonder Woman, I probably will like it too. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, Patty Jenkins isn't necessarily involved in Justice League. Well, we don't know. Maybe she was involved in it to a degree. But, I mean, Zack Snyder did Man of Steel, which I thought was pretty good. BVS, which I thought was – Zack Snyder
0: does have a story credit on Wonder Woman, but I have no idea the extent to which the
1: extent uh, of that.
3: Yeah, so I I I feel like he was more involved with the action scenes. (laughs) Probably, I feel like that was probably what it was. I guess
1: it all comes down to like if he like learned the lesson of BVS and if he I don't know Mm -hmm. I don't know. The trailers are definitely more
0: lighthearted, but it's hard to tell if that's uh, Suicide Squad marketing tactics or if that's actually uh, the movie coming through there. Yeah,
1: let's be clear. If like Patty Jenkins had uh, Justice League. I'd be like, that's great. I'm sure it'll be a yeah. great movie." But, like, yeah. it's still Zack Snyder. And while I like early Zack Snyder, like, I love yeah. Watchmen. I like I uh, Watchmen Dawn of the too. Dead. Watchmen's podcast, great. But Watchmen is really yeah, underrated. It is. Yeah. But he has been kind of, I don't know, the last, you know, BVS and Man of Steel were, were okay. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know how. I don't know. We'll have to see, I guess.
0: I guess we will. All right, guys. Well, uh, that covers it. Thanks again for, for joining me. This was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, thank <laughs> you. Yeah, on. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Uh, so anyone watching or listening, uh, I think it was unanimous recommendations for both movies. Uh, we're all corporate chills. Afraid, afraid we to are. follow popular entertainment. But
3: I'm I'm <laughs> counting that sweet Warner Brothers money right now.
2: <laughs> I
0: wish I have some better production values on here. All right. Well, thanks again for watching and listening. Uh, if you guys didn't catch the beginning of the show, uh, this is Paws for Popcorn. We air every Tuesday live on YouTube, five thirty Pacific, eight thirty Eastern. Uh, go up in audio format the following day on SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at pfp underscore podcast. Uh, Stay tuned there for all our updates. But uh, other than that, I hope you guys all have a great week, and we will hopefully see you again next Tuesday. Take care.